Hello everyone and welcome to Space Spiels. My name is Paige Kaufman and I am an undergraduate astronautical engineering student at the University of Southern California. On this podcast, we will talk about all things aerospace. We will discover how people got where they are in industry and their experience of the culture and community on the way. Enjoy! Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Space Spiels. Today, I am interviewing Kirsten Pobjoy. She is a professional wing walker. She is a member of the only wing walking team that performs in formations with both the wing walkers and the planes. She works for Aero Superbatics in the UK. She has been a professional wing walker for seven years. And on today's episode, you get to hear how she got into this unique career and what her training looks like, how she wears her hair, how she builds trust with her teammates and facing the difficulties of intense wind speeds, but also the difficulties of when some people doubt you and when you doubt yourself. So I absolutely loved this conversation and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Kirsten is not only incredibly talented, but she's also very kind. And I didn't record about the first five to 10 minutes of this podcast. And we had to go back and record the first two questions again. And she was super forgiving. So you might hear us mention that in the pod as well. So I wanted to mention it here. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and I'll talk to you soon. Okay, so we'll start with how did you get into this incredibly unique career? Um, so yeah, wing walking is a very unique career. Um, I completely stumbled into the job uh, by accident, really. My background uh, was in uh, trapeze and aerial silk, so I love circusy things. Um, so strength, flexibility—that's the right background. But uh, I grew up with my grandma, and her neighbour uh, was visually impaired; she couldn't see very well, and. Um, she listened to the radio a lot and she heard about this job on the radio and uh, one time I was out around there for a cup of tea and she just suggested it to me she said Kirsten I found the perfect job for you Um, and anyway so I sent an email and wasn't sure if the applications were even still open because I had no idea when she even heard this Um, but I sent my CV off anyway um, I ended up getting an interview uh, much to my surprise uh so I went along to my interview and it was very very cold so we recruit uh in the winter for wing walkers um so that they can all be already and trained up by the summer uh so there I am driving along in the winter it's December in uh the UK it's very cold and while I was driving to the airfield the snow either side of me was as tall as I was, um, worst snow we'd had in years. And here I am just about to get on top of an airplane. So that was my interview, it was an audition. Um, And I got strapped in by Emily, who was the lady working there at the time. Um, And she just said, just wave and have fun with it. And we took off and it was the most exhilarating experience ever. Um, I've never been so cold in my life before or after. It was absolutely freezing. it was like eating loads of ice cream, uh, instant <laughs> brain freeze. And I had no idea where I was. It was so disorientating, um, but I was flying and it was amazing. First time I've ever been up in a small airplane and I'm standing on top of it. 
Um, and yes, I got down and after I called my mum, I said, I've got to get this job. I don't I don't know what I'm going to do with, if I don't get it. It's just incredible. You know, once you've had a taste of something you really love, um, it's, it's addictive. I was bitten by the bug uh, <laughs> at that very second. Um, and yes, luckily I ended up getting the job. Uh, they gave it to me there on the spot, which I was extremely chuffed about. And uh, yes, I'm now into my seventh year on the team. So super exciting and still loving it. <laughs> the perfect fit. The perfect fit, of course. <laughs> so I was watching you uh, doing this last night and you're doing handstands and lifting your leg and flipping around, climbing around uh, without a harness. And it just kind of blew my mind. It seems dangerous. What does the training look like to do this type of stuff? Yeah, so um, wingwalking is very much of... I mean, it's terribly hard work, uh, what we do, but it is also uh, the safety is a bit of an illusion. So uh, we are very safe while we're doing it. We've got two safety harnesses. Uh, we've got one that we wear all the time when we are on the aircraft and it's attached to the aircraft all times um, with a steel carabiner. Uh, so we're always attached um, and the training is incredibly dull, actually. Um, st- <laughs> it consists of hours and hours and hours in a hangar climbing up and down and up and down an aeroplane doing drills um, so that part of the training is not particularly fun it's really just about learning everything you've got to learn it until you can do it with a blindfold on your eyes closed you just have to know where everything is on the aircraft so you've always got one hand on the aircraft um, a point of contact um, and yeah, just got to keep climbing around. Um, and then obviously once you've mastered it on the ground, you have to take it to the air. The air is incredibly different experience to um, doing it on the ground. So our speeds can go up to 165 miles an hour when we're flying and 4G poles. So it's an intense pressure and uh, the wind is incredibly strong. So you have to kind of relearn how to move up there. Um, in the wind. So there's a couple of different parts of our display. Obviously, when we're on top of the wing, um, we are in a harness that can spin. So it can go 180 degrees one way and 45 degrees the other way. Um, So that takes a lot of practice to sort of master when you're in the air because it takes a whole lot of oomph to get yourself around. Um, So we'll do lots of those sort of getting used to the spinning and then also you have to learn how to climb around the aircraft, which is my personal favorite part of wing walking. It's so exhilarating. It makes you feel like a superhuman. Um, you start off on the wing and just climbing down, sort of getting used to how it feels, um, not being in that main rig on the top. Um, and then the next stage is to do a climb up, which is pretty nerve wracking when you haven't done it before. So we've got um, a series of signals that we use to communicate. When we're on top of the wing um, flying, we have no communication with anyone else on the team other than hand signals. So it's like this fantastic game of charades um, <laughs> up there. You, we have a set series of hand signals that we use, but um, anything else is you just use your imagination. Um, <laughs> so we'll get our signals from the pilot to get ready for the climb up. You've got to check all your harnesses, um, put them away so they're all nice and safe. Obviously you're leaving the seat so you can't leave anything in there and your straps have to all be tied away and carabined up. Um, and then you sort of look up 
there's two handles so you've just got to jump up out the seat and grab them with everything you've got because between the wing this is a massive wind tunnel and the first time that people try to climb up generally they will go for it and they will sit right back down in the seat because they do not realize how strong the wind is so it's perfectly okay if it takes you a few goes to uh, reach for those handles because um nothing can quite prepare you for the force you don't um, have people with hair dryers on the ground trying to <laughs> replicate the wind yeah we should just get like a fan yeah. um <laughs> I don't think they would do it <laughs> um yeah once you're sort of past the the in between the uh sort of fuselage to top wing section you kind of get in the zone and you you realize how strong the wind is and mm-hmm. how much force you need to go in um, and then you sort of climb up onto the wing, getting up into the seat and putting on your safety harness is a whole other ball game because your flap, um, your straps are flapping behind you, and <laughs> you've got to sort all of this stuff in oh um, while it's trying to get away from you. And you're wearing leather gloves, so you haven't even got your full fingers, and you've got to put tiny little pins in, um, yeah. make harness all safe, strap it all up. So um it's definitely something that comes with time and then you give your in unlocked safety signals and uh then you're ready to go in for the loop so wow. um yeah <laughs> that that is crazy you guys must be so strong I can't even imagine we're definitely stronger than we look um <laughs> after so we have about three months off um which I'm in at the moment so sort of December uh, January February we we don't fly because it's too cold in the UK so we love to do international shows we just come back from a month in China um, which was amazing so we tend to do international stuff in the winter but this this winter it's a quiet one for us so we just have the China um, but after that three-month break and you go back to flying again you realize how much strength you've lost and how much yeah. it really takes to um, do the flying so um yeah I'm we're all in the gym pretty much every day wow. um trying to keep our strength up but you can't yeah <laughs> you can't there's trip. nothing like it I mean how do you replicate <laughs> that yeah yeah absolutely I have a personal question how yeah. what's your like favorite hairstyle to do when you're doing this type of stuff so it stays out of your face because the wind is crazy yeah so um I've lost much of my hair to really yeah it's it used to be lovely and thick it, it's nice and shiny but it's thin as anything now yeah. um we all have the same hairstyle so you get very very good at it um yeah I don't have to use a mirror or anything um we just do these beautiful braids um so dutch braids as tight as you can they are tiny and they go down your head like this and then they go into a bun at the back um. and it's all pinned back and um it makes me look like I have no hair. It literally <laughs> makes me look bold. It's um, completely flat on my uh, head. And still I have to cut chunks out of it after every flight. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's the things imagine. you do for the things you like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. What a great answer. Okay. Um, 
So I know that you're one of the very few in the world to wing walk in a formation. So how do you build the appropriate trust with the pilots and your wing walking counterpart? Yeah, so uh, we are actually the only professional uh, formation wing walking team in the world at Aerosuperbatics, um, which is really exciting. So um, full time, there is uh, myself and my friend Emma. Um, who is another wing walker. And then uh, we also have Libby, um, who works for us as well. So myself and Emma, um, we met when we were 11 at school. Oh. On the first day of school, she was the first person I met and we clicked instantly. Um, love her to bits. Anyway, Emma's um, background is a dancer. So when I left school, this is what I went into. Um, I've had absolutely no life experience other than wing walking. Yeah. Uh, Emma did the sensible thing going to university and um, and then we regrouped. There was a a space came up on the team. I want I think it's I think it's gonna be Emma's fourth year. So uh, a few years ago, um, space came up on the team and um, I thought I know exactly who would love to do this. Um, obviously we have to be the same size so height wise uh, similar weights and builds mm -hmm. um, because one we have to look uh, identical on the wing kind of thing whole thing is that the aircraft are the same the girls are the same doing the same thing it's the formation team right but also the height and weight regulations for professional wing walkers um, are due to the fact that when we're upside down like this um, you'd hit your head if you're any taller so we're yeah. all short we finally found something that short people uh, <laughs> can do <laughs> um, so it doesn't matter so we also do um, public wing walking experiences so anyone can come and wing walk so you don't have to fit into those kind of ridiculous size regulations for that but right. uh, for the professional stunt stuff um, yeah you have to be a eeny beeny um, gotcha. which uh, Emma Broadbent popped into my head immediately. She's absolutely hilarious. Um, and she has the right attitude for the job and uh, the right background as well. As I say, she was a dancer. Mm -hmm. um, so I suggested she should come um, for an audition. Um, she should apply and she absolutely nailed it. Uh, so that was definitely good to have trust. I mean, the other girls I've flown with, I've had three main wing walking partners. Um, so Hobbs, uh, Katie Hobbs, uh, Gemma, Craigie and Ems, Emma Broadbent. Um, they are all absolutely lovely girls. Um, I couldn't imagine better people. They are just all stars. Um, you kind of, you kind of have to be close, you know, we are like a little family. We spend all day, every day together. Yeah. Traveling the world. Um, and, you know, when you are with people so much, they do become your family. Um, and I'm, I'm so lucky. The people I work with are just incredible. Um, the pilot that I've spent a lot of time flying with, um, David Barrell, is, I couldn't uh, imagine a better person. He's just great. He always keeps me safe. Um absolutely love him to bits he's like my second dad and yeah. same with Brian he's so lovely news that they're, they're all just great guys highly experienced and they'll have a laugh as well so 
that's important <laughs> that's important you know after flying together for so long uh, D- Dave and I have been flying pretty consistently together for six years now so um you don't we don't have to have to speak to each other yeah yeah <laughs> he's probably bored of speaking to me anyway <laughs> that's awesome that's so cool so I I ride horses and every once in a while people will say to me I just sit there and that was something you grow up with but you know people will still say that do you get comments that are similar you're, you're just standing on the wing especially with the unprofessional kind of outlet you have the opportunity for you know, normal or more normal less skilled people to yeah. stand on the wing what are the types of comments and how do you combat them I do I do get that um then I get out the pictures of me doing an arabesque where <laughs> I'm standing on my tippy toes on the size of a beer mat and um the the uh, the thing about being on the wing, being strapped in on the wing um, and just standing and waving, it's harder than it looks. Um, the waving aspect in particular, we <laughs> fly a lot of people for um, our experiences and every single person will come down and every single person will say, I have no idea how you do that. That's so much harder <laughs> than it looks. Um, it's not the same... <sighs> is sticking your car hand out of a car window not that I'd ever recommend anybody does that ever um <laughs> yeah but y- if you put your hand out when you are wing walking your shoulder will get ripped backwards oh my gosh if you yeah. are not prepared for it you yeah you have to brace against the wind it's so much stronger than <laughs> you can even comprehend I know yeah. I keep reiterating the fact that it's strong but um we make it look a lot easier than it is mm-hmm. and I'm not tooting my own horn we do a lot of training for that oh I know you do. Um, but we do get a lot of comments like wow I, I thought it would be a lot easier than that mm-hmm. um another one of my favorites is when you've uh worked really hard done a done a really terrible windy display that's it's just been so hard yeah. and you've really giving it everything you got you come down you're red faced and pan- panting and you get off the wing and someone goes what were you on there I didn't even know you were on there I've had that more times than you could count I didn't even realize there were people up there no that they thought that we were dummies um I get that all the time it's wow more surprising than you think but it's crazy the thing I take from the display, even if no one else enjoyed it, is that I absolutely loved it. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm doing exactly what I want to do. So mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> doing it for the right reasons too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. So I, I know there's a lot of travel involved and you went to China, you said traveling can throw off people's routines, right? So what is your mental and physical routine before a flight? in an entirely new place look like? And do you still get nervous even as an expert because you're in a new place, a new sky, basically? My routine is pretty much always the same, to be fair. Always make sure I've eaten a lot, Mm -hmm. um, need energy, can't do a display on no energy. So um, the more I've eaten, the better. Yeah. Um, So fueled up, uh, stretched out, lots of stretching. Um, I like to try and spend 
the hour before the flight stretching warming up um and obviously doing our hair got to look the part um the tighter you do it the less you've got to cut out afterwards so very important um and then we'll walk through the display so it kind of depends where we are um we'll go through as a team the sort of areas of interest so there might be places for us of a site that we're not allowed to fly over for instance um which might change the shape of the routine uh we'll talk about what we're going to do because um i mean this behind me is a lovely blue sunny day but there are many a days particularly in england that are absolutely vile um and cloudy and windy rainy so we'll discuss those kind of things because uh, if the cloud's too low, we won't be able to do certain manoeuvres like the loop. We might just be doing a flat display, um, in which case um, I will change what we're doing. So my job on the team uh, in the wing walkers is uh, I normally fly in the lead position. So I basically call the shots um, using hand signals. Uh, so we tend to discuss what we're going to do before. Um, and we've got sort of a base routine that we uh, always try to do, but sometimes things just come up in the middle. So I have to do a signal and then we'll change the moves about around a bit. But awesome. um, in general, it's the same. So we'll, we'll walk it through on the ground, which is quite a hilarious sight. Um, <laughs> we quite literally walk around pretending to be aeroplanes. Um, That's awesome. So <laughs> as a team, the pilots will go in front and we'll stand behind them. The pilots will do what they're going to do. So if we do a roll, they'll like spin around and um, <laughs> we'll be behind them waving. That's so fun. Doing the handstand, yeah. <laughs> um, which it looks hilarious from an outside perspective, but it's pretty useful for us because right. um, everyone knows where they need to be. Uh, so we'll do a walkthrough, maybe a couple of those. And that's generally the same routine, no matter where I am in the world, I will be doing that before a display. Um, right. And then get up, check my rig, um, do the harness. So depending on where we're flying, generally, I, I much prefer taking off on, on, on top of the wing um, because it means we're at a show where um, there's a big crowd and you sort of, a part of the show more rather than um I mean it's fun and it's cool but you don't get to meet the people on the ground so a lot of the sort of seaside shows that we do um obviously you can't take off on the sea <laughs> so um yeah. we will take off from an airport uh, or an airfield nearby um fly so it might be the closest airport we can get is like half an hour, 45 minutes away from the site. Yeah. So sometimes you can be flying for quite a long time and you're in your tiny little suit shivering away. Yeah. Um, and then you've got to do the climb up. So you climb up and strap yourself in ready for the display while the aircraft's flying. And then the aircraft line up and do the display and then you climb back down into the seat and then you go and land. Mm -hmm. So for those displays where you're not taking off already strapped onto the wing um we'll set our rigs before so that's another sort of pre-flight um thing we'll do is check all of your harnesses uh the right length because they are a pain to change in the air um so all of those kind of things sort it out before you go and uh yeah then you just 
get get on the wing and smile. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's so cool. Um, Okay, so what would you say has been your favorite flight so far? If you could just pick one. I know. Oh my goodness. I have been incredibly, incredibly privileged to be able to fly all over the world doing this. Um, I I don't know if I could pick a favourite. I've seen some incredible things. I Flying in the Gobi Desert um, was amazing. uh, We did sunset shows, um, which... It was kind of like Lion King sunsets over the desert, flying over an oasis, doing a loop. That was ridiculous. Um, Just gone, we flew through through a city, which was amazing in China, um, flying biplanes, American biplanes through these skyscrapers. You know, you think about it, like we are the only people who have probably ever experienced this through this through skyscrapers it was just nuts yeah um yeah it's just incredible in front of their um their special sort of pagoda it was like the tengwango pavilion um that was amazing another favorite this year was uh we did an air show in sligo in ireland oh my goodness it was stunning uh it was sort of on the coast half of the it was a show that you could walk around but it went over this um went went over into the sea so half the display was on the sea and then half the show was right on the airport which literally went off into the water um that was amazing and that was definitely a pinch me moment um when we were flying I sort of was looking around at the team and even though you can't communicate you just know when it's a good one and I remember this was only a few months ago. Um, Ireland is so beautiful and the, the green and then the sea was just this beautiful teal colour. Um, and the last sort of moves we do, we're climbing around the aircraft and we're sat on the front of the wing while it, the aircraft does pass. And uh, we're sort of, we've got one arm in front of us waving to the crowd. We call it the goose. And I've no idea why. And... Uh, <laughs> I just remember really seriously thinking what on earth am I doing this is so incredible and I had tears in my eyes I was just I was just crying I was I was looking down at everyone in the crowd and they were going crazy they were waving so much and you could just feel this sense of just love and happiness in the air I know that sounds really woo-woo um but it was just an incredible feeling and I thought to myself, this is why I do what I do. I just love it. I love the way it makes me feel. I love making people happy. This is so beautiful. I'm with my best friends, um, you know, and then I turn around and Dave's right behind me. We've been through so much together and um, I just reach out and we're holding hands, you know, flying along. It's just awesome. Um, So there are things like that. And I hope one of my sort of wishes in life is that I'm lucky enough to get old and lucky enough to keep those memories of my amazing travels that I had as a young woman because I've just seen some amazing things and I'm so 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 grateful for it 
Yeah, that is <laughs> that is incredible. You just painted that picture so well. I'm like, I want to <laughs> go. That is just so cool. Yeah, come and have a go. <laughs> <laughs> ah, oh my gosh. Oh, I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to have to do it now. Um, okay, so I, I asked the same two questions at the end of every interview. So okay. here they are. The first one is, I think I could guess this one, but we'll see. What is the most meaningful connection you've made within your professional life doing this and why? Oh, it's really hard to. Or one of the most. <laughs> it's hard to just describe. I mean, um, obviously, Dave is a very special person to me. Um, it's not often that you make you meet people in your life with you know such a I mean Dave is a he won't mind me saying this Dave is old no, he's <laughs> not even old um <laughs> he's not even old um but there is a big age gap between us and I feel like he's one of my best mates yeah and he has saved my life. He, I trust him more than anyone. And anything I ever need, he's always there. He's always got my back. So yeah. that's been amazing to, and I feel so incredibly privileged to have someone like that in my life. He's just awesome. Yeah. Um, I've reconnected with my best friend from when I was a child, you know. Mm -hmm. Ems is she's just a darling I love her to bits it's insane to share these ridiculous moments you know we have it so much where we're like what on earth are we doing if we could go and tell our 11 year old selves yeah. like what's gonna be up in you know uh -huh. 15 years time they'd be like what <laughs> um, so sharing those and also I met my incredible partner through wing walking um James is the absolute love of my life and um I'm so lucky I mean that's probably the most meaningful connection my entire life is shaped um yeah. by this job and I feel so yeah so so privileged the people around me are just awesome yeah oh that's awesome <laughs> I love that you can't even choose there's so many cool people I mean how can you not be cool you're walking on a plane like, like yeah that's insane Okay, and the other question is advice that you would give your 18-year-old self. Well, I started this job, like, when I was 18, just turned 19. Wow. So the main thing that I've learned from this job is stop bloody scared of everything, you know. You, the most boring stuff lies with, and you have to just push yourself because you've no idea where it might go. Um, you know, I applied for this job completely on a whim. I thought, I'm never gonna get that. Have some self-confidence, girl, you know? Yeah. Because I did get it. And if I had sort of listened to those thoughts of, ah, some dancer is gonna get that, you know, someone who's amazingly flexible, been dancing since they were two years old, they're going to get that job. Um, you know, you don't have a leg to stand on here. If I'd have let those thoughts win, I don't even know where I'd be now. 
you know it's it's just because I took a chance that one time I thought no I'll do something a bit different and it quite literally has changed my entire life you know I'm sat now you can't see my house but it's full of aeroplane memorabilia yeah. you know <laughs> like my life revolves around these things yeah um and I'm so grateful for it. I, I found something. I've absolutely stumbled into something. I, you know, I had no connection to aviation before this. Didn't, no interest whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's just my entire life. I mean, I've got an airplane pencil sharpener now. <laughs> That's like, awesome. like, just take a chance because you never know where it might lead you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've just, I've seen the most amazing things and it's all because of that one time I thought, yeah, maybe I'll do something a bit different. Um, it's it's made me now a lot more open to receiving opportunities. Um, you know, I, I went, um, I went on holiday last week and it was lovely and we went on a boat and sort of that thing of um jumping off into the water and it was quite high and you sort of stand there and think oh should I shouldn't I um (laughs) but then you just have to jump you know and it was amazing and I jumped in and there was a turtle there I was in Barbados so it was it was beautiful um but you know just from doing that one thing I then saw one of the most incredible things I've seen it was beautiful you know and I really try to apply that to my life you need to go out and get it you need to push yourself for more because you are so much more capable than you think you are yeah so much more capable yeah um and it's very reassuring I think of all the times of course I get scared to do things of course I get nervous but I also know that there's another version of me that's got my back that they're there cheering me on you know I'm I have to be my biggest cheerleader because there is no one else we can surround ourselves with people that we love um but at the end of the day the only person that you really have is yourself and you have to be your biggest cheerleader and uh yeah just go out and get it (laughs) yeah so beautifully said oh my gosh so important and all fields all fields (laughs) yeah and just like pushing yourself well thank you so much for your time you are just so friendly and for going back and doing that first five minutes no it's okay (laughs) I appreciate it I I'm gonna be planning my trip to the UK now to go you have to come once um, I have an engineering salary, we're going to get over there. <laughs> it's going to yeah. happen. <laughs> well, let me know when you want to come and I will sort something out oh. for you because um, it's, everyone's got to do this. It's just not yeah. so much fun. But so if um, if anyone's interested, um, we're Aries Superbetics and our website is gowingwalking.com. Um, I'll strap you up and take you for the ride of your life. That's so cool. <laughs> and what's your Instagram too? Um, so my Instagram is Kirsten Wingwalker and uh, the main Instagram is Aerosuperbatics, which is A-E-R-O-S-U-P-E-R-B 
B-A-T-I-C-S. <laughs> and she can spell. Look at that. Look at that. Like That's, my That's my weakness. That's my weakness. Awesome. Well, have an amazing day and a holiday coming up. Thanks so much. Yeah. I'll let you know when it comes out for sure. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Space Spiels. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a fellow space nerd and follow us and rate the podcast. It really helps us out. I'll talk to you next week.